0: Welcome to this edition of iRoll, a podcast where we talk about everything Volvo in the Americas. I'm Jim Nichols.
1: And I'm Hannah Keaton.
0: So it's October, of course, and it's one of those months where we start to... we're back from summer and we start to appreciate all the things we have. We look at breast cancer awareness and everything else and it's also customer service appreciation week.
1: It is and one need only step into our customer care department to to know that something good is happening because of course uh, their fearless leader Bill has the the space decked out. He has a whole suite of activities but they're all really designed to thank the team that is literally working around the clock 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, acting as the front lines. They always
0: manage to know how to have a good time in customer care, which is great because when you really think about it, it's a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people calling in that you know need help mm-hmm. uh, or sometimes are not in the best of spirits, but they manage to, to keep it up. And I think I owe Bill probably a pound worth of Twizzlers.
1: Oh, yeah. I am not going to increase this week because of all the food that he's bringing in this week. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I definitely, there's there's definitely a few meals that I wind up owing in the customer care department. And what was one of the days? Was it Snack Extravaganza?
1: Yes. That's today, in fact.
0: Yeah. So. I mean, how can you not enjoy something like Snack Extravaganza? But absolutely, totally deserve it over there. Those guys really do. Uh, you know, it's amazing the, the work that they do.
1: It really is. Um, so I, I want to tip our hats, too, to another group of colleagues that, you know, was working a little bit around the clock a couple of weeks ago, and it's it's our team that traveled across the country from Orange County to Chicago to Rockley to Atlanta on our Retailer Roadshow. Um, this is our third annual roadshow. I think it's something Anders kicked off when he first came to the U.S. a couple of years ago, and he's really passionate about it.
0: He is. And it's kind of like one of those traveling bands and, and all the, you know, the roadies that go with it. Um, it has become quite an event. And you know, what I think is interesting is it's only become harder for that group. I mean, these guys talk about you're, you're on the road. It's, you know, you touch down. You're in front of these retailers. You're back in the air. You touch down again. I mean, it is constant for the team that is going out there and doing it. But it has a lot of value. I know that the retailers have really appreciated it.
1: It does. I mean, I think I, I saw something Anders posted on LinkedIn, actually, where he talked about this being, you know, the most important place for him to be at this moment. Yeah. Um, the relationship between us and our retailers, we're talking constantly that we're on the same page. Um, and just keeping that open line of communication. And I know Andres is really passionate about that.
0: You know, a lot of planning goes into that, but not the planning that you would think, right? So typically you would think that the planning would all be about making sure that, you know, the, the message is in a very specific way and everything else. But instead, Anders is always very much about speaking from your heart. And I know that the guidance that he gave to that team was don't focus on PowerPoints. Focus on what you know, because it's all in their mind mm-hmm. and share it that way. And I think that, you know, that's what's been great about these roadshows is it gives the team the ability to really share what's going on in their head and everything from the heart. And of course, with that, you always have fantastic transparency. And it seems like a a lot of appreciation with that. So that's a great thing. And on that road tour, of course, You get to see a lot of facilities, Mm -hmm. and we are coming up on a major milestone. We
1: passed it, actually. We reached in September um, a really impressive milestone, 100 Volvo Retail Experience, or VRE, facilities. And I had the wonderful opportunity to catch up with Brad Moorhead in our network department.
2: Thanks for having me. Good to see you.
1: Of course. And we are here today celebrating a really important milestone for you and the network team, and really all of Volvo Car USA. Correct. You have achieved 100 VRE facilities our network. Yes. And VRE, Volvo Retail Experience, for those of us who are newer to the company, can you give us a little bit of an education on what this is?
2: Sure. It's our current, VRE is our current design language and uh, de- design expectations for for retailers to invest uh, it's, it's very important that we have a nice branded facility solution mm-hmm. uh, as we as we go more upscale and become more luxurious and more premium uh, these facilities need to reflect that mm-hmm. so it, it's it's our new design uh, Been been implemented for about four years uh, whether it's the exterior look or the interior look or behind the scenes, uh, it's 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 our it does it's our design expectation mm-hmm. for our retailers to invest in.
1: Got it. So VRE a d- essentially a design language, and it is intended to deliver an experience in store that matches our products. Exactly. Got it. Which are beautiful, and we have an amazing portfolio at the moment. So it's a high bar for sure.
2: Exactly, it is.
1: So can you talk me through if I'm walking into a VRE facility, then what is going to feel and look different about that facility than perhaps one of our um, facilities in the past, or even another retailer, another brand.
2: Sure, sure. From the exterior standpoint, we 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 have a what we call an etched glass look where we really want the cars to stand out that are sitting on the showroom. So it's kind of a kind of a Nordstrom box feel mm-hmm. with the nice display windows. The cars are, are lit up, especially at night. It looks it looks very well. So th- this look is 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 important to achieve. We mm-hmm. want you know the stars to be the the cars to be the stars mm-hmm. uh, to be the heroes, and it really stands out especially at night when it's lit up well. Mm-hmm. So the exterior is a is a, is a, is a very a non-traditional look for automotive. Um, the, 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 it, it really, it's, it's, it's profound and our re- retailers have really embraced it. Mm-hmm. From the interior standpoint and the customer experience, the, the facilities, uh, we, we build them one by one and each has an individual process and design layout to achieve retailer expectations, but really it's about the customer journey and we really want to focus on getting customers to the core of the showroom where the cars are located. So they see the new car. So we try to draw up service customers to what we call the living room. And that's the the biggest change uh, and the biggest component of our of our VRE design is the living room. Trying to get customers uh, in, in, in into that into that showroom, they see the cars, they experience the amenities. It's the focal point of the dealership. Uh, it's where sales sales consultants are located. So that living room environment is very important.
1: Mm-hmm. So we want to make people feel at home with our brand and in our stores.
2: Exactly. From the couch, the luxurious couch you should sit in, to the chairs, mm-hmm. to the to the, the 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 nice throw blankets that are mm-hmm. that really make you feel at home. I
1: just moved, and so I've actually actually, embarrassingly, been looking at some of our VRE designs as inspiration for my living room. Try. So <laughs> feel proud Try. of that. Um, so we talk about bringing people in trying to make them feel at home. And for me, this is really reminiscent of the way that we're talking about customer experience. You want to make people feel comfortable, feel at home with our brand. Um, can you talk a little bit about how facility plays into customer experience? Because when I think about it, I think about that more is how you treat people but facility plays an important role doesn't it
2: sure you want to set up that set set up the stage for a a, a very premium feel we, we have very high quality sustainable products that are important to us so that's kind of the gateway mm-hmm. to this premium experience It's the facility design and drawing and making feel making customers feel at home. Mm-hmm. But then it's about people, and it's that experience, and that's where we have some work to go yet to make sure that uh, all our partners and retailers and us are are working together to achieve that ultimate experience. So a lot of good work underway behind the scenes uh, to, to take that to the next level.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know Rihanna's team is working kind of on the other side of that too, which is really important. Exactly. So, of course, look and feel, we have this design language that's kind of underscoring our entire network. But we do have some facilities that I look at. For example, Boston Volvo Village, which I think is just a stunning facility, that looks a little different. And I wonder why that is. So why do some of our stores perhaps have a different facade?
2: Sure. Good question. You know, we, we try to be as consistent with the brand and the implementation of the design as possible, but we have to be very aware and, and work with retailers in really local cities to achieve what's possible. Mm-hmm. So Boston uh, is, an, is a good example you brought up where we had to work with within certain parameters, mm-hmm. uh, not only from a city expectation or from a cost standpoint. So we, we like to we like to localize where possible. Uh, so so we, we have our d- design language and standards, but we work with every retailer individually to, to meet their expectations Mm -hmm. so you know that the signage uh, is very important to us to make sure that branding Volvo stands out really well Uh, furniture is another example of of something that's consistent but we we do offer flexibility where where it's needed Uh, it's worked out well uh, so you're never gonna see a a facility be exactly alike but we we, we need to work with with cities and retailers to achieve local adaptations.
1: And I feel like I I was lucky enough to attend, speaking again of Boston, the the Boston opening, and there is such a sense of pride with our retailers and with the community, too, who has kind of been with this retailer for many years, in this case, you know, 30-plus years, um, and seen it evolve. And can you talk to me a little bit about how you're seeing this pride manifest in the network and and how you hope that will continue um, as these areas evolve.
2: Sure, Uh, whether it's the employees of the dealership, our customers uh, they're seeing a big investment being made mm-hmm. uh, over half a billion dollars is being invested into the dealer network with over 200 VREs being done it's a huge investment mm-hmm. so the, the retailers are very proud of what they've done uh, they're, they're proud of their investment and, and that carries throughout the dealership mm-hmm. it's one of the reasons why we're trying to impact and upgrade all areas of the dealership even to the workshop the mm-hmm. technicians uh, their space uh, an area that sometimes is overlooked we're, we're upgrading those areas as well so you know if, if the employees are, are, are satisfied and it helps with retention they're going to treat the customers mm-hmm. better so mm-hmm. it's a comprehensive approach and it, the, the pride is is evident from mm-hmm. from the from the retailer to the general manager to advisors technicians they all see they all see and appreciate the end
1: product that's wonderful and, and and you say end product but from from our conversations I understand too that it's not necessarily even an end product there's there's some maintenance and evolution that will need to happen in the years to come.
2: I, exactly. The average retailer is going to spend about $2.5 million on an investment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know it, that needs to carry on with, with maintenance and achieve, continuing to achieve an excellent look. So we have a lot of things underway from assessments or standards to work with retailers to make sure that they're, they're up, up maintaining and, and keeping their, their, their facilities current. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've offered a, a, a maintenance walk-around app for our field to 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 use with the retailer for coaching and mentoring. Cool. We have a, a maintenance checklist to make sure that everybody knows where the instructions are to keep the floor in its best condition, the carpeting, the hardwood floors, mm-hmm. uh, if, if there's painting needs to be done. All that information is readily available to retailers to, to maintain their facility.
1: That's excellent because, of course, we know that our retailers have a million things that they are dealing with on a daily basis. And sometimes it can feel like, oh, my gosh, here's another thing that I have to keep track of. And so we're just doing everything we can to make that easier. Exactly. That's
2: fantastic. One, one another last item that we're doing is uh, there's something called Google Test... Google trusted photography, mm-hmm. and, and Google comes in with an advisor and takes beauty shots uh, mm-hmm. to, to make these facilities even look better, mm-hmm. and then they're posted onto to the website. So when a when a customer searches for a dealership, it's their first impression. You know, sometimes it's an online impression, and they're seeing these these new facilities right online right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Western region spearheaded this for the country, and now we're implementing it throughout the rest of the country. But to get the right photography in place is a great marketing effort to show everybody how how excellent and well-maintained these facilities are.
1: That's fantastic. So we have reached the 100 milestone what's next?
2: Sure. Uh, So we have another 55 retailers under construction. They're going to finish over the next uh, 18 months. So we're kind of at the peak of the program or about halfway through. uh, in addition to the fifty-five, there's another about thirty retailers that are relocating or in 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 the design process still. So they're latecomers, but they're still going going to invest. Mm-hmm. So really, over the next two years, we're gonna we're gonna have ninety percent of the dealer network invested in a compliant facility. Mm-hmm. And what's even greater than ninety percent is that about ninety-five percent of our sales are through a compliant facility. Mm-hmm. So customers are really going to be experiencing these
1: facilities. That's excellent. Well, congratulations. I feel super proud when I look at the facilities, and I can only imagine that you and the rest of the network team are are beaming with pride.
2: Yes, it's been a big collaboration with with retailers, but our our regional folks, uh, the
0: network team here in Rockley, to, to achieve this.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Brad.
0: Thank you. So that sounds great. I always love hearing from Brad. And you know what I really love is the emails that go out that show the before and the after of the VRE facilities and when you see that difference and how much of a change it makes, it's really incredible.
1: So now looking ahead, we have a really big milestone next week. It's our second Volvo moment.
0: That's right. So, we talk about these moments, and they're really focused on our core pillars of what it is that we want to get across as a brand. So, our first moment was on safety. Uh, Our second moment now is on sustainability. And we will be out in Los Angeles, and while we talk about our commitment to sustainability, the company will have some new, very bold things to say about sustainability. We will also be debuting our first all-electric car, which is the XC40. And there will be a lot going on in this space. It's done in Los Angeles because really that's one of the epicenters for electric cars. Uh, It's being done very early in the morning, at least parts of it are, because we still have to handle media in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is going to be a a great event, and it's going to be one of those things, I think, that we look back on uh, after many years and realize that what type of turning point it in fact is and it represents. And it's a very important turning point for us as a company.
1: Definitely. And and so you, you mentioned that this is going to be happening very early in the morning. Um, it will be live streamed and also recorded. Yes. So we're going to make sure to share the live stream link with um, everybody in the company so you can watch and follow along either when it's happening or if you want to sleep in a little bit then uh, watch it a little bit
0: later. But you know and to watch it and really think about what it is that we're witnessing here this is a fundamental change in how our products are powered. (laughs) Never before has our industry seen something this significant. So absolutely watch it watch it after the fact but definitely be part of that Volvo history and participate
1: okay so it is officially October like you said Jim a bit earlier and our million mile challenge during which um, you know the entire month of September we were, we were racing furiously to raise funds for childhood cancer research um, and it's wrapped so I thought I was doing a pretty good job you know with my spinning miles but um, <laughs> we had a, a colleague who clocked in more than 1,000 miles on his own really insane um, so that's really incredible. But together as a region, we actually logged more than 40,000 miles and raised um, more than $15,000.
0: So I just did a few a little calculation here. So the circumference of the earth is 24,000 miles. All right. So that number is almost going around the world twice.
1: Incredible. And I would say the colleague who clocked 1,000 miles got us <laughs> quite a bit on that yeah, journey. Yeah,
0: a little bit. Uh, you know, typically I would call that person an overachiever. <laughs> However, it is for fantastic cause. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's really great to see everyone come together for that, for Alex's Lemonade. We talked last podcast about how much that organization means to us as a company. And um, it really is just great to, uh, to hear that we've been able to do that. Of course, that is focusing a little bit on the U.S. Right now, I want to take things to our friends to the north, mm-hmm. which is in Canada. Um, the Canadian team, of course, is focusing on their uh, retailer relationships and their retailer conferences right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So we're looking forward to hearing about that. But there's also a holiday that's yes. coming up.
1: Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up for our friends up in Canada. So I know and hope that they'll be able to take some time um, to recharge, spend time with their families this weekend and um, look forward to hearing about those celebrations when we connect with our colleagues next. I'm
0: kind of jealous. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I get to have two.
0: That's right. You get <laughs> yes. to have two Thanksgivings. Yes,
1: I'm going to be celebrating Thanksgiving in Canada this weekend. Myself.
0: So is it going to be a million calorie challenge then? Uh, probably. Okay, yes. very good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Hannah, as always. It's always a pleasure to, to catch up. And we certainly hope uh, those of you listening uh, have enjoyed our time together. And please, we've been hearing lots of comments uh about the podcast mm-hmm. and I don't know about you but I, I like I like to hear yes,
1: it. Yes, I love to hear it and and what we want to hear is, you know, what you, what you like, sure, but we yeah. also want to know what you want to hear more of, you know. Right. If we say something that you hate, tell us that too. We want to know.
0: Yeah, I know. It's not really in a culture to for people to share <laughs> what they don't like, but seriously, you can share what you don't like mm-hmm. to our faces and it'll be fine. Yes. Uh but yeah, let us know uh what we can add, what we can take away or anything else. We always love to hear the feedback. So mm-hmm. until then, I'm Jim Nichols. I'm
1: Hannah Caton. Thank you so much.